Warning, anime out of context has strong language, spoilers, stupidly wrong ideas, and general silliness. Neither of our hosts are professionals and do not take their opinions as such. Listen at your own discretion and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And I completely abandon all sense of self-identity, self-worth, and self-loathing all to this podcast. I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. Things are gonna be interesting this time around, Remington. I hate when you use the word interesting. Because, quite frankly, Remington, we essentially finished my curriculum that I set up for you. Oh, so we're, we're in brand new waters. There be dragons. Exactly. There's so many different anime that I could show you now, now that I'm not bound to my curriculum. Yet at the same time, there's still a bunch of genres I haven't shown you. Oh boy. In the spirits of new beginnings, I decided to have us look at a brand new genre altogether. Okay, it still blows my mind that there's still more genres. I'm not sure what we're... I have no idea what it could be. Well, Remington, as I've said before, anime is a medium, not a genre. Of course. Therefore, it could have all kinds of little tiny genres thrown in and mixed in. So just about anything you could have in normal television and movies could be thrown into an anime version. Yeah, but what haven't we done? Well... This is definitely one thing that's very anime-centric and very Japan-centric. Okay. Frightening. Uh, tell me, Remington, what do you know about idol groups? Idol groups? Oh, okay, so I, I know that they're they're really big in, like, Japan and Korea, if they're what I'm thinking, and that's, they will manufacture usually a bunch of girls, but it's often a bunch of guys, and they'll create a boy band or a girl band and all of k-pop and a lot of j-pop is this way and they're just thrown together and they are meticulously manufactured for success basically it's like, like there's schools specifically for this it's like boy bands on steroids is what you're saying yes <laughs> well that's an area of expertise that you seem to have uh, quite a <laughs> bit of familiarity with yes boy bands familiar territory let's go yeah so Logically speaking, if this is such a big thing in Japan, of course there's going to be anime about it. I, I, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There's a whole anime genre devoted to idols and idol shenanigans. Okay. And that's what we're going to be kind of looking at today, Remington, is the idol genre of anime. I feel like we, like we've seen this idea quite a bit in, uh, in America and in Western culture. You got, like your Hannah Montana show, right? And then you got your big time rush and you got your others. And <laughs> <laughs> well, you just aged us exactly. <laughs> I did. I really did. Like you just put us right in that age group. I'm and... sure there are many more modern ones, but I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm clueless. Let's face it. Uh, but so we, we, I can understand that type of thing. Is it sort of along those lines where it's an anime? Is it an anime about an existing? idol group or is it an anime about a figurative theoretical made up anime group yes <laughs> pardon me it just depends on the show man because there's a different starting point in idol anime and different styles of idol anime it's so kind of 
daunting because there might be an idol anime where it starts out from the beginning you know you got a bunch of like young girls or young guys that are like hey let's start an idol group <laughs> for this nondescript reason yeah because it's fun i guess yeah and then they'll go through the trials and tribulations of starting an idol group or it might be like an already established idol group in the anime world where it's like hey this is our idol group <laughs> nice to meet you we are very bad at this <laughs> <laughs> oh okay Okay, so I un- I guess I understand the concept of an idol group, and I'm sort of wrapping my head around the fact that there are anime about idol groups. Yeah, as far as I can tell, I haven't come across ones that are specifically about real-life idol groups that have just been, like, animeized. Is that is that a word, animeized? <laughs> yeah, good old animeized. So, this specific anime, what is it? Uh, this anime is called Love Live School Idol Project. Love Live School Idol Project. That is the full title. It feels like you're just mashing together words. A little bit, yeah. Like uh, you just went into like the the Google brain and you just found a bunch of keywords that are tethered to each other, starting with the word idol, and then all of a sudden it popped out those. Basically, honestly, because this idol anime... I can't imagine a whole lot of effort was put into it. Oh, Jesus Christ. Because there's quite a few problems with it. And I honestly think it was kind of a marketing thing, if I had to guess. Because I feel like it was made to sell cutesy moe anime girl things. Okay. Okay, I have a question. Yes? So, when you create an anime idol group does that anime idol group then actually create songs and albums and things yes actually okay bit weird but i'll accept it yeah no uh, usually in these idol anime they will have new created j-pop songs that the various characters will sing maybe i'll have some relevance to the episode they're in or It'll just be, you know, a nice little catchy J-pop tune for the rest of the audience to enjoy if they're any good at creating catchy J-pop tunes. With your tone, I'm gonna guess this is not one of those cases. It's very hit and miss, Remington. Okay. Because Love Live is the story about a couple of high school girls in an all-girls school that the school isn't really doing too well, Remington. (laughs) <laughs> is is the route this is going they have to save the school by winning some pop idol competition i wonder why you would say that remington oh my god it's not like they don't actually get into that till later in the series though oh, but geez. no it's literally <laughs> the school is going downhill and is going to be closed by the end of the year and for some reason these girls are like well we don't want that to happen even though by the end of the year they're going to graduate well, the school isn't going to close until they're all graduated is basically what's going to happen. Yeah, I don't have that strong of a connection to any of my schools. Maybe they've just been bad schools. Like, they were fine, but... Yeah, no, I get that If exactly. If I went, like, on American Idol and won, I, I'm not going to be like, with all my winnings and all the money I'm going to get from the record deals, I'm going to donate it all to my school. No! <laughs> I'm moving on! Yeah, no, and they... 
they're all sad because, oh, this is an old school, this is where my family went, this is where all my friends are, it's gonna be sad, and the people that graduate, it's gonna, school's gonna get smaller and smaller until it closes, that's sad, apparently. I wouldn't find it that sad, I mean, yeah, sure, it's a cool place enough, it's got, it's a nice enough school, which, by the way, for a school that's going under, it's pretty huge. <laughs> like, it's a pretty massive school with really nice grounds, and yet it has a very minimal student populace, which they never really explain why that is but they just say that it is all of the budget just went to the gardener to make it everything look crisp i wouldn't doubt it honestly <laughs> it's a very green school <laughs> but so they're all sad about this and then they come across a couple news articles talking about how there are these school idol groups where a bunch of you know high schoolers will uh start idol groups perform and have a good time and make their school really popular and have more people want to go to their school okay you don't like where this is going do you uh, no so their genius idea is hey why don't we create an idol group and maybe we can save the school with the power of music and friendship oh boy oh boy that doesn't sound like it's ridiculous cliche and listless of any value yeah i mean it, it is all of those things <laughs> <laughs> and i mean that's fine that's pretty fine problem is is Idol anime live and die on two things. The music and the characters. Yep. The music in this show is pretty hit and miss. Okay. And the characters, they're pretty tropey, man. Like, Oh, boy. I There's not a whole lot of depth going Though, on here. To be fair, I do feel like that is the nature of all idol groups or all boy bands and things like that. You always, like, if you have a boy band, you always have the bad boy, you have the the good Christian lad, you got the, the sarcastic one, the funny one, right? You have all of these tropes. The, the nature of idol groups is just the nature of one-dimensional tropes. You know, you're not wrong. Maybe this will be another anime where we have a complex introspective on. <laughs> yeah, this could be Umaru-chan part two, man! And there is a shite ton of moe in this anime. Oh. Uh, Aw, shit. <laughs> Except I don't think it's going to be your kind of that uh, moe, my friend. Oh, okay. So is it just going to be like, oh, look, it's a cute girl? It's a lot of cute girls nah. doing semi-cute things and semi-lesbian things. Because <laughs> uh, there's a lot of very, like, lesbian overtones in this show. It, it, like you would see in a sports anime kind of thing. But, but of course, as you need to. Yeah. And it's very... Uh... The characters, you can you look at the character, you spend like maybe five minutes with them, you're like, okay, that's that character. I understand everything I need to know about this character. All right, so so who's the main character? Let's let's start oh, with them. Oh god. So before I get into this version, oh god, how many characters do you think there are in this show? Okay, let's see. From my knowledge, assuming you're asking like how many are going to be in the main idol group or whatever, right? Yeah. Boy bands usually range from like four to six, but I know idol groups tend to go a bit larger, sometimes obscenely large, but I'm, I don't think this anime would go obscenely large with its cast because that would quickly become difficult to manage. So I'm going to say seven or eight. <laughs> oh, you're a little low there, friend. Uh, ten. Closer. Uh, I believe it's around 
13, maybe 14. 13 or 14, that's too many. See, the problem is, is I didn't get to the point where all of the idol is together because this is a starting from ground zero type of idol anime. So we've got a bunch of girls trying to convince other girls to join them. Oh, God. And it's like, we're getting the band back together, except there was no band to begin with. I hope the entire school joined. I hope it's just a school-wide idol group. <laughs> okay, I overestimated it a bit. There are only nine girls. Oh, so one. I nailed it. Yeah, nine girls in this one. Uh, there are more in other anime. There are less in other anime. In real life, there are some obscene ones. There's actually an idol group that has around 100 members in Japan. I've heard of that one, and I don't understand. Yeah, I don't either, because at what point do they have any individuality, and it's just like, I am Legion, hear my moe. Like, I feel like at that point, it's like their gimmick, right? It has to just be a gimmick. Oh, we are... An idol group with a hundred people in it. I don't, i be honest, I don't understand idol groups that much. If you do understand idol groups, feel free to shoot us an email explaining them to me, because I don't get it. <laughs> that is perfectly understandable, Remington, because it's not an easy thing to get. And, uh, yeah, no, it's very, it's very interesting how things go in this show. And by interesting, I mean it's very ham-fisted. Oh, perfect. It's got a lot of, like... So it's trying to be mostly a comedy, as you might imagine. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's kind of hard to take a bunch of girls wanting to be, you know, super idol stars seriously. Uh-huh. Especially in anime form when they're all cutesy and moe and shit. Yeah. Uh, so they always try and have a lot of different comedy situations, whether it's the girls in awkward situations, them saying something weird or interesting. Uh, there's a lot of situations where the term phrasing can be applied to this anime as well, <laughs> but, I've noticed. But of course. Like, I have randomly paused it in the middle of a scene just to talk to someone, turn back to the screen, and it'll say something along the lines of, that's not where that goes, and I'm like, phrasing! <laughs> phrasing, young lady. You guys are in high school. You should not be talking about these things. Except they're talking about something completely different, even though the overtones are just so not good. Right? All right. <laughs> so we got a sexualized anime that lacks all subtlety. It's not actually all that sexualized, though. It only is in, like, certain ways, but they don't go the full-blown Rosario vampire route with... Oh, thank God. ...with constant panty shots and things like that. Thank God for that. Yeah. That uh, makes things a little easier. But the characters, let's see. The nine main girls. The main girl is a girl by the name of Honoko Kosaka. Okay, Honoko. Uh, she is, like, your very cutesy, bubbly, dairy-dairy type of girl... Okay. Uh, you know, just the very happy-go-lucky. She's kind of the quote-unquote leader of the group. Yep, makes sense. Except she's fairly incompetent in most things. <laughs> All right, so we got, like, the incompetent, klutzy, bubbly leader. Yep. And then we've got her two friends. Uh, so that's the other thing. There's the dynamic is that there are three years in this high school, and there are three girls in each year in the members of the group. Oh, okay. And it, starting with the second years are the main three. Uh, so you got Honoka. And then you've got the other second years, one of them being Umi Sonata, who is kind of oh, like... Oh, boy. The, yeah, no. That name, I, I'm not going to be pronounced... I'm not going to be able to pronounce at least half of these. I mean, you could just call her Umi. Good old Umi. Yeah, she's kind of like the tall, dark, shy one. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, we got the bubbly, and like She has stage fright, which is kind of an interesting thing. Oh, of course. All right, so we have the cripplingly shy one. Yep. Then we have uh, Kotori Minami. Kotori, okay. Uh, she's kind of like the 
she's like the sidekick uh, character. She's always supporting the other two, and like she makes all the costumes and such. Oh, okay. You know, uh, so a good like supporting behind the scenes got you. Yep, yep. And those are the second years. Uh huh. Then you got to move on to the first years because those are the next group that joined the uh-huh. overall group. You've got let's see, you've got Maki Nishikino. All right, Maki. Uh, she is. Also kind of shy and awkward, uh, but she the reason she gets to join is because main girl Honoka walked in on her while she was playing piano by herself and singing, and she does have one of the better singing voices of the group, which is okay. fine. Okay, we'll put her as the awkward one since we already have a shy one. Yeah, another first year is Hanayo Koizumi. All right, Hanayo. Uh, she starts off as, like, the really nerdy one who is obsessed with idol stuff. Oh, okay, okay, we got the super fan. But she's also super shy. Okay, you, they're really overusing the super shy. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, it's different flavors of shy, but it's still the same. It's like the same brand. It's just like, you know, you're getting either the strawberry or the blackberry type of thing. Yeah, it's all right. Very... We, we have shy, awkward, nerdy. That's how we'll distinguish them. All right, and those are the first years. Oh, wait, no, there's one more first year. Excuse me. There's Rin Hoshizora. She's Rin. the athletic one and, the and like, the very catty, like... Okay, athletic and catty. Energetic one. Kind of the opposite of uh, Hanayo. So far, she's my favorite. Yeah, and I think she might end up being your favorite. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if you'll actually have a favorite. There... All right, and then we have the third years? The third years, yes. You've got Ellie Ayase. All right, Ellie. She is, quite frankly, she hasn't joined the show at the point where I'm at. She's just kind of been bitchy the whole time. <laughs> like, All she's right. the student council president, and for some reason or other, we don't know, she doesn't like the idea of the idol group being started. All right, she's stuck up, bitch. I support it. Yep. Then you've got uh, Nozomi Tojo, All who right, is uh, the uh, student vice council president. And uh, she is, she's like the spiritual, like, uh, very airy oh, the cards are telling me to do this. Or it's like, oh, you just got to believe in yourself. Like the very motivationally empty type of character. I hate her. And she also tends to sexually harass the other girls. What? Pardon me? Yeah. The cards told me that I need to grab your tit, you see. Uh, it's kind of. <laughs> There's literally a point where one of... It'll help your chakras. <laughs> There's literally a point where one girl is looking at the others because she wants to join, but she doesn't want know she wants to join yet because they're awkward teenage girls and they of don't course. understand that. And at one point, uh, Nozumi just kind of walks up behind her and is like, hmm, you're still growing. Oh my god. And I'm like, is that necessary? Apparently. This is unacceptable. It's okay, though, because there are both girls and they're both in high school, so it's fine. Oh, yeah, that for some reason makes it acceptable then. Yeah. And then finally, the last third year, the bane of this show and the most annoying character ever which leads me to think you might like this character <laughs> knowing you uh so much so that she has become a meme among the anime Ooh. community her name is nico oh good old nico yeah of popular nico nico knee fame have you heard that before i've not heard nico, that nico knee you haven't heard that I might have, but I wouldn't be able to identify. A lot of weeb shit gets thrown at me, and I just put it all in the same mental category. Yep. It's a blur. Not a lot of it sticks. No. Yeah, no, Nico Yazawa. Uh, Nico Yazawa is a third year uh, who, by herself, runs the Idol Appreciation Club. No, but we already had the super fan. We- okay. Yeah, but she's even more of a super fan because she has all of this, like, nerdy stuff in okay. a whole club. We got the nerd, we got the super fan. 
That'll be distinct in that way. <laughs> I don't like how much interlap in the tropes there is. There's a lot of overlay. There's yeah. an art to this, goddammit, and they are bastardizing it. You are very passionate about your boy band and <laughs> groups, aren't you? <laughs> Listen, I'm not super huge into them, but if they're gonna be done, they gotta be done right. They have to meet the Remington Standard of Idols. <laughs> the Remington Standard of Idols. Rule number one, you can't have multiple of the same trope. Unless they're twins. If they're twins or relatives, you can totally do that. But the twins are just classified as the same person. You can get a certain yin-yang dynamic with them, but beyond that, they're the same person. Okay, th that's kind of funny that you mentioned that, because the other anime I was considering to show you for this did have a twin dynamic. <laughs> God. Oh, uh, but I didn't show you that one, because I watched a bunch of different idol anime to try and get an idea of which one I wanted to show you. And then I started Love Live, and I'm like, well, this is interesting. This is going to be the one. You immediately knew. Yeah. Oh, and you want to know what the icing on the cake is? You want to know how I know they really wanted to sell the merchandise for this? What? The anime studio in charge of this is known as Sunrise. All right, good old Sunrise. You know where you've heard that before? I don't. These are the guys who make Gundam. Of course it's the ones who made Gundam. <laughs> I said in the... I went on a rant in our Gundam episode how it was a merch anime. Oh, I... I should have known. It was all there all along. The breadcrumbs were leading right to it. It has a link with Gundam. It's all about the merch. <laughs> yeah, no, Sunrise are famous for two things. That is Gundam and idol anime. Oh, those money-grubbing whores. Yep, they never stop. <laughs> I mean, they have one or two good anime that aren't just merchandising-based, and we'll come to those eventually, but mm, I'm pretty dang sure Love Live has a lot of merchandise. Like, there's a whole mobile rhythm game based on Love Live where you collect cards of the girls in various outfits... And it's like, wow, this is merchandising, and you can spend oh, money to get, like, card packs and, like, more oh songs and things like that. And there was a point where I had to play this game. <laughs> because I had a couple anime friends who were like, hey, you should play this game so that we can uh, get some friend-based stuff together. And I'm like, I'm not sure. I haven't really seen Love Live before. And they're like, oh, you don't need to. It's just, you know, cute anime girls doing anime things and moe stuff. And I'm like, okay, I'll play a bit. It's just the lot. It's just that. It is literally just that with a lot of moe cards and such. And oh, I just randomly my. picked a girl to be my favorite, and I was, and I'll defend her to the day I die. <laughs> well, I'm excited to to see which one that ends up being. I can't remember which one it was. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think it was Umi, just because she was. Probably the most competent of the group, even though she has I'm stage I'm sorry, could, could, could you identify them by their trope? Uh, awkward stage Awkward, fight, okay, she stage, was the awkward one, yeah, cool. Stage, no, 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 wait, not awkward, the... Was she shy, awkward, or nerdy? Stage fright. I think that was awkward. Okay, let's go with that one then, yeah, yeah, and... <laughs> from now on, they're like Snow White Seven Dwarves for me. <laughs> they no longer have their names, they are just awkward moe or nerdy moe or super fan moe or bitchy moe that's how they are this is the tale of remington and the moe idols <laughs> oh god by jk rowling <laughs> <laughs> just one day somebody's going to end up creating that story and it's going to be awful it's going to be you surrounded by a bunch of moe idol girls and you're just <laughs> screaming at them to be more like people <laughs> Stop being your tropes. Be people. I don't want this to exist. I, I can see, going into this, I can see it going one of two ways. 
I think that it'll either end up getting close to Maruchan, where it's trash, but it actually ends up having a lot of nuance and depth, and I'll be very surprised by it. Or it'll go the route of my love story, where it tries to be cute and comedic, but it's utter garbage, and I hate it, and it's wrong and bad. So I'm I'm very interested to see what my verdict ends up being. I'll be surprised if it's the first one, but I'll be pleasantly pleased if it is. <laughs> because if you can find value in Umaru-chan, then maybe you can find value in Love Live, School Idol Project. <laughs> it's possible. Not a lot left to say about it. Let's just go watch some episodes. How about that? All right, man? let's go. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after consuming a whole five episodes of Love Live. Remington, how are you feeling? I'm feeling conflicted. Conflicted? How so, Remington? With Love Live, it had some really, really good, hilarious moments. It also had some awful, tedious, unnecessary, illogical, and boring moments. Yeah, no, that's the entire show, man. Yeah, so for the vast majority of those five episodes, I wasn't sure how I felt about it. It was a roller coaster. <laughs> had its ups, had its downs. Every time I would think that I would like it, it went and did something awful. And then every time I thought that I'd hate it, it did something really good and clever and funny. So where does that put you, Remington? That is a, a great question. And I think that the best way to explain where I'm at now is to, to really jump into it, explore the characters, explore the episodes we watched, and reach my conclusion at the end. Okay, I think we can do that because, as I said, this anime lives and dies on its characters and its music. Yeah, I'll say with the music, that was fine. Oh, <laughs> nothing special, nothing god-awful. That was fine. Yeah, I, my biggest issue is that some of the girls just can't sing very well. Yeah, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm very indifferent towards the music. That did not play a part in any of my decision-making, which I suppose, all in all, is a net negative uh, because it is an anime about an idol group. Yeah, okay, so let's break it down character by character then. All right, all right, we can do that. It's my favorite part of our show. <laughs> let's talk about the de facto leader of the group, which, for being a leader, not much of a leader. Let's talk <laughs> about uh, Honoka. Honoka, or... Uh, leader dwarf as uh, she is she's <laughs> super bubbly super over the top for those first couple of episodes she carried the entire show she's definitely one of my favorite characters i love her she's absolutely ridiculous almost all of the humor in those first couple episodes come from her because she's so absurd, so ridiculous, so fun, and so charming. All right, so you're thinking uh, Honoka is a plus then. Definitely yeah, positive. Huge positive. What's your favorite part about her? Uh, just how excited she'll get over absolutely everything in such an obviously exaggerated way. And it's very deliberate and very well-crafted so that you are rooting for her, but she's just so absurd. So you like that Derry Derry Desu personality. 
Taken to the extreme, yes. <laughs> All right. Okay, then let's talk about uh, the girl who listed herself as number two, but really she's not a number two. Let's talk about Kotori. Oh, oh yes. Uh, first, I described her as shy. Now, she has become the very bland dwarf out of the tropes. She was originally part of the three and she still is but she doesn't really do anything notable at all at any given point she's very forgettable i mean she made the costumes and she drew the pictures neat she also has a really nasally singing voice yeah i am so apathetic towards uh katori i don't know i'm towards non-existent dwarf i don't care non-existent dwarf existential crisis dwarf <laughs> she'd be if you removed her from the show it wouldn't be too different <laughs> okay then let's talk about the other uh, second year let's talk about umi okay umi umi was decent she acted as a really good foil for uh for uh, honoka honoka yeah and so Umi, at the start, we described her as, like, shy, stage fright. Uh, she, she actually turns into a little bit sarcastic and a little bit just doesn't want to be a part of it, but does. I would have liked if they had emphasized those features more. Because a common theme with Love Live is that when it went silly and exaggerated, it did it amazingly. But when it went into that middle ground, it flopped hard. Umi had some good moments, and those moments were when she was taken to an extreme, but she also had some very meh moments, and those were in that middle ground. So, she's a slight positive, I think, but not super big. Yeah, okay. Uh, I actually put her as my favorite, just because she said a lot of the things I was thinking throughout most of the show. Oh yeah, no, don't get me wrong. Uh, she had my exact thought process throughout everything. She would have been... What I would be saying if I were in that case, almost certain. Isn't that what happened when you tried to be an idol girl back in the day? Uh, oh yes, my good old idol girl days. I remember them fondly. We don't talk about those times anymore. They kicked you out because of the beard, didn't they? They did. Idol <laughs> girls can have beards, damn it. <laughs> Okay, okay, so that's the second year's down. Yep. In order of ranking, you've got Honoka, Umi, and Kotori. Yep. Yeah, and even Kotori is a reluctant third. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, let's talk about the first years then, since they're introduced next. Oh, boy. The first years, you're not a huge fan of the first years, are you? I like one of them. One of them. Okay, then let's start with the ones you don't like. Let's start with uh, Rin. Rin is the athletic one, as you described yeah, her. Yeah, Rin is actually the one that is acceptable. Yeah? Uh... Rin is fine. She's just basically a light form of Hanoka. And so she, I don't like her as much, but she's still bubbly and fun. She's like a cat version of her. Have you noticed that? Yeah. How she always slips the nya in there? Yeah. So she's like just Hanoka, but less interesting. Okay. Still a slight positive, but not much. Okay. Then uh, what about Maki, the uh, singing piano girl? I wasn't interested. She's like your stereotypical tsundere but in the most boring way a tsundere can be not interesting in the slightest doesn't add anything oh she's talented but she's oh no i don't care i don't care i don't give a shit i mean at least she had a decent singing voice compared to some i don't of them. give a shit you don't give a shit okay and finally your favorite oh here we go year. here we go here ha we go hanayo yep yep let's let's talk about hanayo uh so hanayo Oh, God. She lost her glasses. 
<laughs> That's all. That's she, all. She's the most annoying character in the entire thing. She's the one with glasses, but then she takes off her glasses. Wow, she's so cute without the glasses. Suddenly she's an entirely different person. I don't give a shit. <laughs> she's What's the, the worst character. How so, Remington? Because every time she shows up on the screen, she doesn't add anything interesting or intriguing or new. She's just so annoying. She's, oh, look at me. I'm a shy, nerdy character. <laughs> oh, shut the fuck up. Get the <laughs> fuck off my screen. I hate you. Oh, but Remington. No, she's awful. She just wants to be an idol, Remington. She was so annoying and bland, and I, I wasn't interested. Every time she was on the screen, it lessened the experience. Well, all right. Okay, then I think it's time to move on to the third years. All right, yeah, third years. All right, let's talk about Ellie. ISA Ellie. Ellie, oh, uh, she was bitch dwarf. Uh, yes. She was the she was the president of, of the student body, right? Yep. And she didn't do a whole lot. I was just rather bored of her. She, she sort of acted as the villainous foil uh, slightly. Uh, because she would often stop the girls from starting out the club and hinder them in some ways. I didn't care. She didn't do much. She may get more interesting later. In the first five episodes, she doesn't do much. I don't care about her. Okay, then let's talk about her uh, vice president, Nozomi. Uh, she, she's crazy. She's the crazy <laughs> boob groping tarot dwarf. And... <laughs> what a very niche. Yeah, it's a, a very, very niche, niche dwarf. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, she has actual magical powers, first of all. And second of all, beyond her weird boob groping and occasional wizardry, she too doesn't do much. So I don't care about her, which blows my mind how a character so insane can be so boring. It, she gets much more interesting later on, I'm sure. God, I hope so. Just because, you know, we they, the part we got to... The whole idol group hasn't formed yet, and that's five episodes. Oh, yeah, in. no. Uh, I think she has potential as a character, but so far she hasn't done much at all. Except, you know, molest a younger student. Yeah, just molesting <laughs> others. That, that's all, you know. Okay, but it's a cute character trait, and it's okay because they're both girls. Oh, yeah, let me tell you. Yeah, that's how that works, isn't it? Ugh. I tell you, every time I try to do something like that, Remington, I get in trouble. <laughs> all right, we have one left, Sean. And it's your favorite, your absolute favorite of the show. Let's talk about Nico Nico Ni Nico Yazawa. Nico is amazing. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> How is she amazing, Remington? I love Nico. Everyone else except for the leader dwarf is relatively plain, relatively restrained, but then you get Nico, and Nico is insane. What she kind of dwarf is she? She's psycho sassy dwarf. Psycho sassy dwarf. And I love it so much. She adds much needed flair into the show. And it's now that I get to where my conclusion rests. For the first two episodes, I really enjoyed it because the emphasis was on leader dwarf and she was amazing and she was super bubbly and exaggerated and fun. Then in episode three and four, that sort of fell off and it became much more restrained and bland and much more slice of life and I didn't care in the slightest. But then episode five, that was the Nico episode and Nico brought it all back. 
she's crazy she's ridiculous she adds some intrigue and drama and absurdity and that means that so at this point five episodes in it just barely becomes a positive ranking i do not love the show by any means i hardly like it but it's in that like it camp almost exclusively because nico saved it at the last minute so you don't love it live oh jesus christ <laughs> like sean tell, tell me that everybody loves nico because nico is so obviously to me the best character bar none you said that like you found her a bit annoying and that she was super memey but surely the general public it's a meme because they love her right i'll be honest with you Robinson. it is split right down the middle some oh. people are so vehemently annoyed by her and her catchphrase, which is Nico Nico Ni. It's so ridiculous. That's what makes it great. Yeah, but she says it all the time in the show, and that has driven a lot of people insane. I feel like the people against it are the type of people who wanted just a very normal anime. They're the ones who want that middle ground. But the show does badly at the middle ground. The extremes are what make it good. That's why Nico makes it good. You Moe piece of trash. It's not even because she's adorable. That has not affected me. The Moe in this anime did not capture me in the slightest. Uh, it was slightly charming, but that's about it. When it comes to Nico, she's just insane. And that's why she's amazing. Okay, then what's your favorite Nico moment from that fifth episode? Oh, so many good ones. Uh, I, I really like her getting caught, trying to steal a burger, and then just gently putting back, trying to meander through. Every time she, like, peeks over and she looks like she's gonna murder somebody, the flick of death was amazing. <laughs> At one point, the leader dwarf gets up to Nico, Nico flicks her, and that just knocks her out. KO. That was beautiful. It was pretty fucking hilarious. Sure enough. The Nico Nico Ni moment where she's lecturing all of them very angrily, like with a stare of death. And then she immediately pops into this bright, bubbly Nico Nico Ni, and she goes on an entire tangent with that. And then immediately after, back to the death stare. It's so good. <laughs> the entire episode was amazing. So, really, the show is made or broken by Nico, is what you're trying to say. 100%. Leader Dwarf and Nico are the only two characters I really, really like. There are some other acceptable ones, but those two represent the best. And I, I think you can make a great contrast between the nerdy dwarf, which was, uh, I can't remember her name. She was the one with glasses that Hanayo. sucked. Yeah, Haneo, which is my least favorite. She is a super fan with idols, and Nico is a super fan with idols, right? And with Nerdy Dwarf, with the glasses, Haneo, she's your standard, boring, super fan, nerdy, everything you would anticipate if you were to create that trope. Nothing new, nothing interesting, nothing exciting. Whereas Nico is a super fan who flies off the wall. She tries to take down the idol group instead of just adoring them because they're an idol group. She's a borderline psychopath and goes to insane extents with disguises and sneaking around her disguises are the most ridiculous thing it's by the so way so good she literally has a hat that looks like a pink piece of poop oh i, I was a big fan of the trench coat personally that was great because it was a trench coat and a surgical mask and sunglasses yeah. like the stereotypical disguise that's supposed to not make you look suspicious but in turn makes you super suspicious exactly and so you contrast those two characters 
and you truly see what I believe is the best of this show when it's silly and it doesn't care and it's willing to go the extra lengths and the worst of this show when it gives you exactly what you expect, nothing more, doesn't add anything new or dynamic to it. Okay, that's understandable. Uh, what do you think about the whole dilemma with the school? Okay, let me t say right now, the plot's real dumb. The <laughs> plot is bad. I, I like the idea of, let's start an idol group, work the way up. They have the ranking system, which I am a big fan of because you show that progress. And the entire idea of working your way up, I think, is a good one. But the overarching premise of, we're doing this to save the school, is one, unnecessary. Two, very poorly motivated and reasoned out. And three, very badly done. You could have easily just had the main leader dwarf decide, wow, I've fallen in love with starting an idol group. I really want to do this. That could be it. And it hasn't been mentioned in episode three, four, or five. I can't recall it really being emphasized. Maybe tangentially or slightly. I can't remember it myself, honestly. Hardly at all. Once it's been established that's the reason they're starting, they quickly forget about it. Yeah, and now they're just kind of doing it because they want to. That ends up being their reason after they do their first little performance. Yeah, I'll say right now that at least half the time, the plot, the dialogue, the characters, and their interactions are not good. But the other 50% is so great. That when they capture gold, they do it so well, but every other time they fall flat in the least interesting way possible, which is why I was so conflicted. <laughs> you were flipping back and forth throughout. Every time Nico was on screen, you're like, yeah. Every time <laughs> Hanayo was on screen, you're like, no. Oh, I hated Hanayo so much. <laughs> just that vehement hatred. Oh, truly. And I like how taking off her glasses kind of made her just kind of blend in with the other characters. And it's such Oh, terrible thing. That was one of her only distinct features that you had for an already bland character. You remove that, she's now even more bland. She went from being like chocolate chip cookies to just being like a, a sugar cookie is what you're trying to say. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah, I don't know. I hate her. Everything's <laughs> terrible. Okay, okay. I I get that. So the school plotline, not great. Nope. Hanayo still sucks. Yep. Okay, then how do you feel about the music overall? Like, because, I mean, we talked a little about the music, but for something that's so prevalent in this show, not even, like, the idle song music is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the background music, Remington. <laughs> All right, the background music was hilarious. So every single time you would reach a moment with any type of emotion, whether it's real happy, real sad, real angry, real dramatic, whatever, you're going to have overpowering music to the point where you can hardly hear the dialogue. And I still don't know whether was intentionally melodramatic. One of my questions for this show is whether it was aware of how melodramatic it was. Because if it was, and it was doing it tongue-in-cheek, it's some of the most hilarious melodrama I've seen in a long time. But if it wasn't aware, and it thought these were genuinely sincere moments, then it has no grasp on reality. I don't think it has much grasp on reality either way, Remington. <laughs> I mean, you had a girl in the rain get super excited. She did, like, a fantastical gymnastic stunt in the rain and didn't eat face. Which is great. One of the better moments. Yeah, it was hilarious, but it made no sense physically. <laughs> uh, I just really wish that Love Live went further and it 
decided to get crazier and sillier because unfortunately even though its great moments were so great for me and it had some amazing comedy it was so inconsistent and its inconsistency means that at the end of the day i think that love live is going to blend in the background for me and i think for many others it's going to end up that way too it'll be an anime that you watch and 10 years down the line it's not going to be one of those classics you look back towards nah i mean it is very popular as far as idol anime go but i think that partially has to do with the fact that sunrise is behind it yeah uh you know they have all well, of that merch yeah that marketing power and speak speaking of, of merch market, yeah <laughs> So, in between episodes, we talked a little bit about the app game, rhythm game beforehand. We decided to download it and try it out. Which, first of all, it, there's so many options. It's so complicated. The game itself is rather simple, but the setup and the recruiting new members and training and practicing, you have so many different stats, so many different skills, so many different members with so many different abilities that you get in so many different ways using so many different resources. I have no idea what's going on on that front. Also, it's hard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's very difficult, especially on the further side settings which we dabbled into it's nigh impossible because they're like the anime there are nine points on the game where you tap in rhythm so that's nine points of rhythm you have to tap and on higher difficulties it gets impossible because you have like several rings coming towards these nine different people at once and you're just like ah you need to I use do? all of your fingers <laughs> it doesn't make any sense and it's weird and it's such a weird social media experience as well it's like uh, that's a lot of anime bullshit going on yeah i would say that the game first of all once again totally just for the market power totally just for the money because it's not a great or unique game it's not a good game it's hardly a passable game if i'm being honest if you love the show and you like rhythm games then sure go for it but unless you're a super weeb i don't think you would enjoy this game yeah you think just because I like anime, I would enjoy this moe trashy thing? I think a lot of weebs wouldn't enjoy this game, frankly. Uh, it's bad. And I think <laughs> that it, it's a great example of this is an anime all for the market power, all for the merch. So what are your thoughts on idol anime as a whole then? Now that you have had a bit of a foray into the genre that's presented to you, what do you think is in future? What could other animes do different? I think that this is a genre that I may actually enjoy the baseline of because the idea of starting a group and working hard to gradually get up there, that's a theme that's explored with many different types of anime, whether they be sports or idol or you're starting a company or you're just working on whatever you have to do or perhaps even a shonen fighting type thing right you're gradually working your way up through the ranks and i've always liked that general idea and so if it's formatted in that way i think that i would generally like it but you have to show genuine conflict genuine drama that doesn't feel forced you need to have interesting characters who feel real and you can either have a lot of fun with it or you can feel really intense with it there's so many options but you need to go somewhere you can't stay in that baseline middle ground i do love a good tournament arc though oh yeah tournament arcs are my jam unless you're kuroko no basket in which case you're awful <laughs> 
And actually, starting in episode six, they do hint at a overall idol tournament arc. Oh, Battle of the Bands time. Basically, Battle of the Cutesy Moe anime girls trying to reach the top to save their school, which they rarely mention. Yeah, I I wish the plot was good. I wish the characters were good. At the end of the day, it's not a good anime, but it has great moments and a couple great characters. And so I'd give it like a 5.1. Ever so slightly positive. And that positivity is decided by Nico Nico Ni. Oh, yeah. <laughs> To any Nico haters, explain yourselves. <laughs> I don't get it. How If you like this anime, but you don't like Nico, I'm so confused. If you hate this anime and hate Nico, I get it. I got you. That's fine. But if you like this anime and you're like, oh, it's a really good anime, except for Nico, what are you talking about? Uh, so Nico is your waifu then? I, I'm not sure if I'd go that far, but uh, she's one of the more interesting female characters we've seen. Would you say she's best girl? In this anime. All right, Nico's best girl. Good to know. And with that conflicting opinion, would you like to watch some more Love Live with me, man? This is the first time I'm going to add a caveat and ask a question. Is there more sassy psychopath Nico? There is. Then yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. Then I think that'll just about do it for us. If you guys really enjoyed listening to this show, please let us know. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, wherever you hear us on. Leave a review and we'd love to hear from you. And hey, tell your friends. That's even better. It genuinely is super helpful for us when you guys do that. And then if you would like to contact us directly, whether it's for a suggestion, comment, question, concern, whatever you have, we've already received some great recommendations that we're going to be doing in the coming weeks, then you can send that on over to animeoutofcontext at gmail.com. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in. And of course, Nico, Nico, Nico.